A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed, and this man here, with his voice, is Marek Larwood. Hello, Marek. Hello, David Reed. Hello, hello. Are you well? I am starting to feel old. Starting, okay. What, yeah. What's brought this on? Well, I've just heard you indirectly, or directly. <laughs> Me directly. Why am I well, before we start this podcast... Uh, regular listeners may know that once upon a time we both got work as actors. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just had to had, uh, I just had to had, so that's the first sign of aging. One of the awful things you have to do is get your headshots done, which is your picture of your face. And I got mine done about seven years ago when I was at my thinnest. I was quite depressed. I was going to the gym a lot. Now, I'm still, you know, moderately depressed. Sure. Probably a bit better. I'm, I'm resigned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Resigned. Re- resigned. Resigned to, to your to like low-level depression. I'm resigned to the futility of life. Sure. And um I was going for a drink the other night. I mean, this is not film-related, but a lot of people will sympathise. I was going for, for a drink, and it was... Well, you know, when you, you go to the loo, as you do after you've had a drink, mm. this is all irrelevant... And I washed my hands, I looked up in the mirror and I thought, oh shit, I look old, I look old. And I looked at my headshots and I thought, I don't look like that. I mean, at the time, the bloke did really Photoshop them and get rid of the bags under my eyes and make me look about five years younger than I was. But, but, I think I think you've uh, grown into your looks, Marek. I think you suit your face more now than then. Oh, so you're, you're trying to get out. I'm of not. It. I'm not. I think you, when you were younger, you looked like you had a disease, and now now you look uh, like a healthy. Uh, what do you mean? I look like I had a disease. <laughs> you look very skinny in those uh, headshots you're describing. Yeah, I was very. I wasn't that. Sk- I was. I'm. I mean, I'm not fat. Anyway, I got my. <laughs> I had to get my photos done, and I said, do you know, and the bloke said to me, he did say that I was the easiest person he'd ever shot, because I didn't really care, because I'm resigned. He said, right. some people really put loads of outfits on them. I said, just take the photos. Yeah. He said, do you want me to get rid of your bags under your eyes? And I said, no, don't do that, because there's nothing worse, and you see people don't look anything like their yeah, shots. Yeah. I was doing a thing called Drunk Histories the other day, uh which is irrelevant, but they had all the pictures of all the cast in the makeup room. They had pictures oh, of, all, yeah, of yeah. all the headshots. 
and no one looked anything like the headshots. It's weird, isn't it? They it's the all... age of digital photography, though, isn't it? Where everyone's airbrushed their headshot. They, uh, they used to be when, you know, uh, the, the theatre tradition was very uh, stringent and there were rules about these things. You know, you had to have a black and white headshot. You know, rules like, like in your passport photo about what you could and couldn't do. And there was no touching up of photos. That was an absolute no. Yeah. Everyone does it now. But, it's, but even... When you go, for, a lot of actors get a lot of have a lot of makeup done yeah. when they uh, when they go for. Um, it's quite interesting seeing the people's faces. I, normally, they never touch me because I'm a character actor. I'm never going to sure. play the good looking leads. Your they, bags are your tools. They just leave me looking as I am. Yeah. So I'm feeling moderately. You know, my phone broke and I've ordered far too many Volkswagen mugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've sold four. Well, Christmas is coming up, so if people would like uh, to help Marek out and uh, support their favourite team in Wolfsball, then how can they get one of your mugs? Get them. I mean, the, the, we've got them, them on the table here, and I have to David's say, the Camden Kongs ones are looking particularly strong. I made up uh, mugs for my own team, and I got the mugs wrong. Uh, so that's. So if you'd like a, I'm guessing, incredibly limited edition Supermoons mug, yeah. then you can get them as well. Where can they go? Volsball.com. I've made it a sport called Volsball.com, and my dad's now looking into uh, 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 fiberglass models, and he's spending increasing amounts of my money. <laughs> and this this sport that I've invented and I told my dad about last year has meant that I haven't been able to go on holiday this year or really save any money because my dad yeah. continually spends my money on a sport, which is fundamentally doomed, but he thinks it's going to be a global success. Okay. Anyway, that is why... That's the backstory. All but right. we're here to talk about films. We are here to talk about films. It's a bit of a different episode this week um, as we've been searching around the internet for things that people can watch. The cinema isn't giving us that much. Uh, it's all basically gone quiet until Star Wars comes out, I think. Yeah. But, um, so... I thought, in the absence of something in the cinema, I really wanted to go and see. There's a couple of things, like Carol looks quite good. Lady in the Van, I didn't want to watch that. Uh, Lady in the Van looks all right. That That is set just up the road from me, so that would be quite interesting at the very Wait, least. Wait, we didn't but... go. What did you What did you watch? Well, uh, I went back to our IMDb Top 250 game, as it's been a while since we've discussed it. Yes. And for people who don't know what this is, IMDb have a list of their top 250 rated films of all time. Um, and we invented a game where, starting at number one, you uh, go through the list going, seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it. And as soon as you get to one you haven't seen, uh, whatever rank it is, is your score um, out of 250. So I thought I'd do uh, what Marek's been doing, go a few ahead. There's some that I, I will watch, but they're quite hard to track down. Um, the Untouchable or whatever. You have to watch that. I know I do. It's hard to track down. It costs uh, quite a lot of money at the moment. It's a still. French film. Watch Untouchables or one Intouchable. Please watch it. It's amazing. And then The Pianist, which I, I will watch at some point. But the next one on my list is what I went for. And that is, uh, Charlie Chaplin film, The Great Dictator. Now, I've sort of got into Chaplin from doing this podcast because he, he's a, he's he was a lot scuppering of the films us. Are in our children 15. Yeah, and he yeah. was scuppering our scores quite a bit, but we've since we've watched Modern Times mm-hmm. and what's the other one we watched as well? Uh, City Lights yes. as well. Um so The Great Dictator is the other one that's up there as sort of the the best of Chaplin. Now this is a very interesting film from uh, a historic point of view, but I'll get on I'll get on to that. Synopsis first. Um 
the great dictator is simultaneously, in quite an Austin Powers way, actually, Charlie Chaplin playing both the hero and the villain of the story simultaneously, and you go between them. A bit seems. like um, Doctor Strange, that man. Uh, in some ways, but it, it's, it's far more simplistically structured than that. Which is why I say Austin Powers more, where you just go, look, and he's got his characters and there's some more of that. But uh, Chaplin plays both a Adolf Hitler-style uh, Führer, Emperor of a Nazi Germany-style regime. It's all got different names. He's called Heichel, I think. Um, and he also plays a Jewish barber who dresses like the little tramp character that he's often done, but actually has a name. He's called Jaikel. I think, and uh, uh, he isn't the little tramp. This isn't a little tramp film. Anyway, that, so you get it from both points of view, and it's just this story that sprawls on, and it leads up to this incredible climax that's quite famous. Now, what this is known for is it's it's the first Chaplin talkie film. Uh, so it's got full soundtrack in terms of sound effects and people speaking throughout it, and... It it came out during the Second World War. It was banned in all Nazi-occupied countries from being shown. But apparently, so the rumours go, uh, Hitler was so intrigued, he did actually track it down and watched it. But history does not relate what he thought of it, because it really mocks him a lot. Um, like, the, the, the swastika equivalent on them is two X's. Uh, known as the double cross, which is quite, okay. quite clever wordplay. Mm. Um... But Chaplin speaking is a very different thing. And how is it? It's charming. It's still Chaplin. It's still got some of his brilliant physical routines. He he isn't up to speed on what you can do with dialogue and and noise. Like it's the rhythm is all off now. Like it's it's far. I think it's gentle and it's lovely. It's far slower than some of his uh, silent era films because they had no excuse. They, everything had to be sort of something happening, and and there's now this. The dialogue is still quite sporadic. It's not constantly people talking whilst they do a routine. They're doing one or the other, and the, the dialogue is sort of there where it would be if there was a title card. Do you know what I mean in a silent movie? There's something of not quite right about it. And if you look at other films that came before um, of similar genres, so like Duck Soup, which predates this by quite some years, I think, uh, the Marx Brothers film, is so much faster paced than this. Mm. I think it's more interesting as a piece of history than as a film. It was so his is most... That, is that why it's uh, in the it's, top 250? It's think? his most commercially successful film. Um and I think it probably is more accessible to a modern audience because they're talking. But it's odd. So you see, you, you, there's no Foley art at work. So the first opening scene is set during, uh, the World War. So the First World War, basically. But they say it's in 1918. And, uh, th- there's explosions when you see something explode and people talking when they open their mouths. There's no other sound. So you don't hear footsteps, you don't hear background atmosphere, it's just, and there's no music either. So it's all a bit eerie and, and rhythmically odd. It would be better almost to cut it all out and just have the music again. You know what I mean? It's, it's not caught up to what was then modern cinema, I don't think. Is it funny? It is at times, it's very funny. It's got some excellent slapstick routines and just Chaplin being really, really good. He's got, he started to throw in a bit of wordplay, which, 
it feels like this film influenced Mel Brooks a lot. Okay. Uh, very much so. Um, and then at the end, it has a speech that you can track down on YouTube, but is quite famous, isn't it? Because it, it, it's not a joke at all. It mm. just leads up to him at basically a Nuremberg rally and he's give and there's been a mistaken identity. So now the Jewish barber is dressed as, uh, as the Fuhrer and everyone thinks it's him. And so he has to stand up to the podium and address these hateful people. And he does this incredible speech about, um, you know, basically compassion. Um, and it's not funny, but it was during the war and you have to remember that. Yeah. And that's, inc- you know, uh, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to see. It's not my favourite chapter. Did you enjoy watching it, or was it did it feel like a? I, 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 I find to, I, I find with him, I can watch. It feels as though I should have to watch some twenty minute bursts. Mm. It's almost too much. Well, and I have to say that the ha- being able to speak in it slowed 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 him down. Really, um, there were dialogue scenes that you know otherwise would have had some lovely prop gags and uh, and routines and falling down and all of this that. Um, I mean, there's some truly iconic bits, like Hit- Hitler has a little dance, Hitler equivalent, Heichel, has a dance routine uh, with a inflatable globe, like like he's in love with the world, in, yeah. in sort of the way they do world domination. And that's just sort of, yes, th- that will be remembered forever. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's there's, there's a whole extended bit with, the Mussolini equivalent, the Italian man who isn't very funny. He's just a bit sort of, uh, you know, stereotypical Italian. But, um, the, I tell you what is excellent is whenever, um, whenever the Heichel character, it's all in English and they've all got plummy English, however, how you're supposed to speak in films, mm. voices. Uh, but whenever he gets cross or is doing a speech, he speaks in gibberish German. And Chaplin is brilliant at that. He's clearly practiced and got really good at doing gibberish yeah. German because it's it's nonsense, but it's really you you know exactly what he's talking about. How many Davids do you give it? I think I'd give it. Uh, I think it's a six. Yeah, probably a six. Did you and can you get this on YouTube and stuff then? Or uh, no, you have to. I had to buy it actually, just rent it, but it was on Blinkbox. Which um, actually, you've reminded me. Um, you asked previously whether there was uh, somewhere you can search for what streaming services have films or whatever, where yes, you can yes, track yes, stuff. Yes, please, yes, please. And a, a friend of the show, uh, Gemma Arrowsmith, who's a comedian, has uh, come to our rescue with an app called Just Watch. Now, I'm, I've getting downloaded, my, I'm, I'm getting on my phone right now. I've downloaded it, and it really does work. You can put in what country you're in. You can even put in what services you already subscribe to. So Just Watch. And then you just type in a movie, and it'll tell you where you can get it, whether it's on one you already subscribe to for free, or whether it's on you know Google Play or Apple or wherever, and how much it costs. I'm looking at it right now, David. Yeah, and I've found it really, really useful so far. So... um Thank you, Gemma. But yeah, if people are interested, then track it down. Let I'm, us know if it I'm works for what you're looking it to. Right now, well, do it, do it, mate. I tell you what, though. What? Oh, what? I've got to sign into the iTunes store first. With your fingerprints? No, I don't. Put, I don't believe in that thing. You don't believe in fingerprints? I haven't given done my fingerprint on my iPhone. What do you think they're going to use it for? 
getting me. <laughs> They're going to get you. They're going to get you with your fingerprint, I'm your not, thumbprint, your left I'm thumbprint. I'm not sure what I've done. <laughs> i tell you what, though. What? Fran Jolly's done something. Oh, no. What's he done? Written in to film Fandango. Is it a cry for help? No, it's this. Hello again, film fellows. I was just having a ponder and looking back at the films of the last 12 months as one does at this time of year. Mm. Isn't it a bit odd how life imitated art so regularly in 2015? First we had Wild Tales, which had a story involving a pilot crashing an airplane. That shadowed the the Austrian disaster. That's true. Then San Andreas was released during two real earthquakes. Then the Martian mm. came out the week we found water on Mars. Sure. And the, now, the week we left Matt Damon on Mars. And now Bridge of Spies is released the same week the Russian plane is shot down and the pilot taken. Let's hope they don't set the latest Sharknado in England. I just got to watch Wolfpack this week, and it's very interesting watch indeed. Uh, when shall the film Fandangian or Dangoons... Dangoons, they're quite like that. Film Fandangoons, that's, that's better. Fandangoons. Start sending in our top ten films of the year. Send them in... Um, I've said David Icke voice, so I forgot I didn't do that. Send in your, don't, maybe send in top fives. Yeah, let us know what your favourite films of the year are, because at the end of the year we will do a rundown of our favourites, as we always do. Uh, Marek will bring his little book this time. Yes, and do you know what, guess what, you know, talking about coincidences, Yeah. last week I watched Bridge of Spies, and I watched Jewel. Yes. And when I finished watching Jewel, the story on the BBC website was a man who was being hit by a lorry on the motorway. On a, on a bridge covered in spies. No, but the same thing happened. Isn't wow. that weird? Uh, is it? I mean, I'm car accidents happen a lot. Like the San Andreas. No, he was being nudged. Actually, oh, he was actually being the dueled. same as in Jewel. He was being duelled. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. If 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 you have seen any films in particular that we've not mentioned that you think are fantastic, I mean, we don't get to go and see everything. I mean, I'm just looking through some films that came out this year that. I've yet to catch up on, but um, did you see uh, Slow West? Have we talked no. about that? That's one that I've heard is good. Mike, uh, uh, Michael Fassbender. Uh, Excuse me, listeners. Quite all right. Um, and another one called The Assassin, actually, a foreign film. I've heard is very no. good. No, very good. Anyway. Uh, yes, let us know. Email us, dearfilmfandango at gmail.com or you can just start listing them on our Facebook wall, forward slash filmfandango or if you really want to, tweet us them but that would be a bit annoying. But you can do, I guess. At filmfandango or at Mr. David Reed and at Marek Larwood. Um, also, um, as well as our uh, very brief Dobby's sponsorship, it's Christmas delivered. Um, it's Christmas delivered. You, uh, we do do this for free. So if you uh, would like to donate towards our running costs for providing all of these episodes, then please go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the links from there. Everyone who has, thank, thank you, you very, very much. We know who you are. Um, all right. Have you seen a film this yes, week? Yes, well, I do the same thing. Um, I was looking... Uh, I'm doing a play at the moment, so I haven't got much time to go to the cinema. So I'm actually watching a documentary... And rather than go to IMDb, I went to the, what I'm going to increasingly more as a good 
as a good, um, maybe sometimes more accurate, Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, the rating site. Well, Rotten Tomatoes aggregates um, critics rather than just every fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the problem with IMDb, is often very good films get marked down because cretins don't understand them, and then really shit things get marked up because they were big and shiny. Well, I um, went to watching a documentary, so I went to Rotten Tomatoes, Top 100 Movies... Uh, then you can go to top 100 documentary movies, and it's got the rating, it's got a number of views. And in the list, there's some good ones like Man and Wires, good. 20 Feet from Stardom's quite high. Blackfish, we've talked yeah. about. Uh, Anvil's on there, it's amazing. Um, the Square, we've talked about something on the film before, it's yes. great. Uh, Hoop Dreams, brilliant. Um, Capturing the Freemans um, is also amazing. And one which has got 100% rating wow. and it's number 28 on the list I thought I'll give this a try because I've not seen any documentary set in China I watched Last Train Home or the Chinese as you say in Chinese good day Leechy is that, is that accurate? Is well, that I you? don't know okay. I'm reading what it says on IMDB okay on Rotten Tomatoes this is a story about um, a couple who basically they've they're peasants, they haven't got enough money to raise their children, and it follows them. They've left their children with their grandparents, and they work for the whole year right. in um, a Chinese uh, town. I can't, I can't remember where it is. Um, they work there for the whole year in a factory, just sewing stuff in a pretty much a sweatshop. And the kids and they are come, brought up by the grandparents. Yeah, to give them enough money, because they want them to go to school and want to have a better life. And they work in this sweatshop. They live in it literally just similar with a plastic shower curtain and a bed. And they send their money back home. And they go back once a year for Chinese New Year. And everyone, all these industrial workers from all the peasants, it, you've never seen anything like it. I, mean, I, I know very little about China. Um, and it's just thousands and thousands of people trying to get tickets to these trains. And they make the rush hour look spacious. <laughs> And it follows a few years of this couple and their daughter who's um, gradually becoming more and more estranged from them because she's got no relationship with her parents. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't see them. It is an absolutely fascinating. I, and this it, is common as well in China. Yeah. Is it in rural China? Yeah, rural China where basically there's no money there and, the, and, and the, they can't make money. So all the... Yeah, they go to where where the the money is. Just for the grandparents and the children, and they're working in awful sweatshops doing. So it's it's a fascinating insight into what seems like an industrial revolution Mm. happening. You know, from the not not, you know what eighteen fifties happening now in China, where they're making all these clothes and jeans, Mm. and the daughter's got sort of this Western aspiration. She wants to buy money, and and the parents buy. Saving money and helping to help save their children, they're actually growing apart and destroying the family, and and you know that yeah, yeah. and the daughter starts to hate them. It's fascinating. I wouldn't say it's in particularly enjoyable. I wouldn't say it's the greatest documentary. I don't think it's, I give it seven Mariks. But if you want something a bit different, watch Last Train Home or go to that list on uh, basically Rotten Tomatoes top movies, top documentaries. And I think if you pick any of that top 20, you'll see a really, really great documentary. It's a good recommendation. And it's about, and you can rent it for about, it was about, it was about £2.50 on iTunes. Yeah, I, I've known very little about Chinese culture. I've never gone there. Um, 
and it does feel like a country we we probably should know something about. You know, it's only going to become more relevant to our lives. Well, these, these t- cities, I can't remember, I don't even know the name of the city, you know, mm. and it's got a population of about like, 3 million, 4 It's huge. Yeah, yeah. Totally industrialised. It looks, the, you know, because you see the smog everywhere, just churning out stuff, and they make things for Western labels, and there's no Chinese equivalent label they're making all the p- products for us to yeah. you know, consume in our masses where they get paid on anything it's quite depressing and very uh, you're just aware of that spread of capitalism how it's not just the west how that is consumed the, the oh yeah as well I mean it, yeah I mean China is is the big economic power now and because we've let it exploit its people to make our iPhones. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> it's really, really odd that sort of America, America will fall to China eventually because yeah. because it's allowed that to happen. Yeah, I don't know why they don't make their own labels. Anyway, that's so watch that yeah. if you want to see something different. I also I must talk about a film that um, uh, uh, Jay, it was recommended um, a while back and you watch it, you didn't like Jamie Evelyn wrote uh, recommended it. It's called Kung Fury. It's a half an hour short. A Swedish advertising bloke made it uh, from Kickstarter. It's on YouTube. Put it on YouTube for free this summer. It's got 22 million hits. Yeah. I haven't laughed out loud that much in a period of 30 minutes. Uh, he's in all the special effects. Special effects. If you if you grew up in the 80s, like I did. I, and you, and it's quite boisey. You'll love it. I think it's absolutely amazing. I'll give it ten marics. Really, it's an astonishing feat of you don't know what's going to happen next. Constantly surprising, hilariously funny. Eighties sort of um, cop piss take. Uh, think that a bloke's much better than a comedy on. It, it on looks. TV. It, it's quite influenced by eighties uh, video games. You yeah, know, it feels a bit like Double Dragon or one of these. It's, you it's know? all that. It's all the eighties video game stuff. Kung Fury on YouTube. Please watch it. Thank you, Jamie Evelyn and my friend Paul Allen for insisting that I watch it. I think it's one of the films of the year, and it's on YouTube as a bloke getting that. And you didn't particularly. You it, well, I, I sort of I started watching it. Maybe I wasn't in the right mood, but I started watching it, and you know, was enjoying it. But then I was like, oh, it's got it's it's got another twenty minutes of this. Yeah, I, I get changes. it now. The joke changes. Okay, I, I I just found it. You know, like okay, I get this. Um, There's so many jokes and so much visual stuff going on, and it's a it's because it's comedy. The CGI, you can get away with that CGI stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. it's ridiculous. It's really making the most of CGI. So please crack that down and watch Kung Fu and let me know what you think. And send us in your top five films. Yes. Um, is that everything then? Yeah, I've got, I've got You've business. got to go. You've got, you've bit, oh, you've got business. No, 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 not that business. Oh, good. It's not poking out. No, no, no. Oh, okay, fine. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> what terrible way to end the show. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. 
one of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.